1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers are without Stephen Gerrard, Alan McGregor, James Tavernier and others for Alishkirt after a Covid outbreak Ange Postacoglu says he won't change his approach for Alkmaar or the trip to Ibrox And there's a blow for Aberdeen as Andy Considine is ruled out until after Christmas I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Stephen McGowan Stephen, just another quiet day in Scottish football Well it's a lovely sunny day in the west of Scotland but the shadow of Covid-19 still looms over Scotland Scottish football Absolutely And Andy Haldy Hearts have I've noticed this Hearts have, don't lose a lot of games Since you started coming on the show I don't, I don't know if the two are linked It's not really for me to say uh, But another positive-ish Result of the weekend Is that fair to yeah, say? Yeah it's been a real positive Start to the season Listen I think When, you, when you've seen the fixtures come out uh, You realise it's probably A tough opening 5-6 uh, I think we'd have took 7 points from 9 But you know To be 1-0 home 1-0 uh, up at home With 20 minutes to go I think we were but we're certainly more disappointed to concede that goal But overall it's been a positive start OK 01419511025 It's Andy Halliday or Stephen McGowan well, And Stephen McGowan I should say Not either or You can speak to them both at the one time 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB These midweeks are great Because they're always jam-packed full of talking points With regards to Europa League qualifying Alishkirt against Rangers Will be finished by this time tomorrow Alkmaar against Celtic will still be to come St Johnston, Lask, Aberdeen against Carabag as well In case you hadn't heard There is the small matter of Rangers against Celtic at the weekend But Stephen, just when you thought the midweek couldn't get any busier There is one major, major story Doing the rounds in Scottish football today And that's that Rangers will be without manager Stephen Gerrard Captain James Tavernier First choice goalkeeper Alan McGregor and John McLaughlin uh, Ryan Kent, Calvin Bassey, Scott Wright It looks like Jack Simpson as well These guys were all not on the flight to Armenia Now, the detail is a bit sketchy at the moment I think that, that has to be said And there's no point in, in speculating What we don't know is that they're not on the plane And what we do know is there has been There have been positive Covid cases at Ibrox And it's not right at this moment in time to say who they are we don't really know who who close contacts, what that's going to look like yeah. for, for Sunday. But what we do know, those guys are not on the plane and won't be involved tomorrow. There are more questions than answers because, as you rightly say, we don't know who has been vaccinated. We don't know who the positive cases are. We don't know who the close contacts are. That's all critical. If players have been vaccinated twice and they then manage to pass a PCR test and they come out negative, then they, they can avoid... The 10 days isolation That's the same for close contacts That's the case for close contacts You know If they're unvaccinated Then they're facing 10 days On the sidelines And you know They're housebound And this is an impact for Sunday I mean We know who is not going to be involved Tomorrow night What we don't know Is whether there is a possibility mm. Of some of those players Who are not in the fight Possibly Being fully vaccinated Passing a PCR test And somehow get themselves ready For Ibrox on Sunday Ex-colleagues of yours Andy, uh, an incredible turn of events really But we're back to, to where we were You know, last year we said this so many times Where th there's a serious side to this There's a sort of health issue We hope people are okay And we don't want to speculate on, on people's health But as a football show There's clearly a huge football impact here Where Rangers go into this big European game tomorrow With no Steven Gerrard in the dugout No Alan McGregor in goal Or John McLaughlin No James Tavernier And like I said on the on the list Ryan Kent's not there as well uh, Scott Wright, Calvin Bassey 
Not ideal would be an understatement, I'd imagine. Yeah, not ideal. And we spoke about it last week, you know, leading into the first old firm game of the season. For me, always a, a massive game, almost psychologically more than anything. We always thought that the the five, six hour journey to, to Armenia was going to be a disrupting factor going into the weekend. But I feel as if the certainly the COVID nineteen news today is is, uh, is overshadowed that even more and Listen, you look at the, the squad on paper that still travelled, you've, you've got to say that you do feel as if Rangers probably still have more than enough to deal with, with Alishkert, but I'm sure I speak on behalf of a lot of listeners as well, there'll be a lot of people tuning in for the press conference at 7 o'clock to, to lead up the Old Firm game at the weekend. Absolutely, Rangers are scheduled, I'd imagine it'll be Gary McAllister in the absence of Stephen Gerrard uh, to speak at 7 o'clock tonight, so worth hanging around until the end of the show, not that it's worth not hanging around on any other night, but you know what I mean, there should be some breaking news um, round about 7 o'clock In the meantime Let's hear from you Rangers fans 0141 951 1025 Pick up the phone What was your reaction When you heard that news You've seen the list of players That's missing You've also seen the list That's still gone over to Armenia Do you have enough for tomorrow What would your team be How would you get around it It looks I guess like Robbie McCrory Would play in goal There are a lot of household names That have travelled So what do you think Rangers fans do you, do you have enough Do you have enough to get by tomorrow Without these players and how important is it that you manage to get some of them back for the weekend? Come on, pick your team. All the usual pre-match questions with a, a bit of a different slant on them tonight. 01419511025. Let's hear from you right now. You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. So I'll just reiterate, not on the, the flight, Stephen Gerrard, James Tavernier, Calvin Bassey, Scott Wright, Ryan Kent, Alan McGregor, John McLaughlin, and I think Jack Simpson, also Stephen. Mm. Worth bearing in mind, they, they, they might not all be as a, a result of this yeah. COVID situation. Some of them... Are perhaps injured and didn't make the trip anyway I get why people are putting two and two together at the moment But th- these are the types of things we need to to figure out It may well be that, that one of them has picked up a knock And wouldn't have gone anyway But we're not sure yet More questions and answers I've, uh, But you know, I'm sitting here jotting down a, a possible Rangers 11 It's not bad, really I think as Andy said, they're capable of winning it. You could have Patterson coming in right back, you could have Barisic at left back, mm-hmm. you could have Hollander, Goldson in defence, you could have Kamara, you have Davis, Arfield, you have Aribo, Haji, Benelos up front. I mean that 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 would be a pretty acceptable Rangers starting eleven mm-hmm. for a league game in any given weekend. You know, the great unknown of course is goalkeeper. If there is a situation there, Robbie McCrory I mean it's, it's, it's a heck of a big challenge Isn't it But you know We've seen goalkeepers Coming in I remember Scott Bean coming into An old yeah. firm game And excelling Celtic winning the game So it can be done You know we, we, we always We always expect And hope That the teams Will be at the strongest But being weakened Doesn't necessarily Have to mean the end Okay 0141 Stephen McGowan And Andy Halliday Here to take your calls Big breaking news Coming out of Irox Ahead of that trip to Armenia uh, We'll hear from the, the, the lines from the Rangers camp Very soon indeed Let's speak to George in Rutherglen Who's first up George What's your feelings on all this? Evening lads Hi um, Big Rangers fan um, I'm not over too concerned Obviously you know, I'm concerned about um, The players health etc In regards to Covid And hopefully They recover In due course uh, We've harped on all season About Rangers having a big squad um, you know, two teams that can win the league. Uh, all that was said before Celtic got a bit of form against the lesser teams in the country. Um, you know, half the players that have been missing have been out of form anyway, and we've been crying out for maybe the placements to come in. I'm not overly concerned about being tab being out. I'm not overly concerned about Kent being out. Goalkeeper will take care of itself. You know, I, I, I honestly don't know what all the fuss is about, to be quite honest with you. I think we'll win tomorrow, no problem. 
We'll probably find out some of them who are isolating due to close contact, have they been double jabbed and fail uh, pass up their test. They'll probably be back for the, the, the Celtic game. But I'm no overly concerned at all. That's the whole point of having a huge squad that we've got. Two players for every position. And as far as I'm aware, the only two players that are probably that would play in the same position is Wright and Kent. And I think Wright's going to be more of a miss than Kent, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I understand that glass half full approach, Andy. Stephen, round them off that the players who have gone to, to, on the trip, the first team players, McCrory, Patterson, Goldson, Hillander, Barisic. So that, that sounds like a, a goalkeeper in a back four. Kamara, Arfield, Aribo, Hadji, Morelos, Eaton and Kelly and, and Balogun and the likes are all there as well. Um, Kamara, Roof and John Lundstrom are suspended so mm-hmm. that they wouldn't be involved anyway. The Rangers have enough tomorrow. Yeah, they do. And I, I listen, I think it was only three weeks ago after the, the Livingston game, the first game at home, there was the or the, the, the diagram that went out of the Rangers second eleven almost against the first eleven that started the first game of the season. And what it did show is it showed how extremely strong and how much depth the Rangers squad has going into the season. But that being said, this is a massive game tomorrow. And I, I you know, for me, you, you might have a great squad, you might have a lot of depth, but nobody wants to miss 10 first team players in a game of the magnitude of this tomorrow we talked about the financial difficulties and the the losses are going out in, in the Champions League tonight uh, t- uh, tomorrow sorry the financial implications are still the same Rangers want to reach the Europa League group stage for the, the fourth consecutive season that being said I do agree with George I do think they've got more than enough again I don't think Rangers were great last week against Auschwitz I think sort of similar issues to the Malmo game in terms of tempo and intensity sort of got the better of them but for me Auschwitz showed nothing to show they'll threat Rangers tomorrow It's a bit of a dangerous road to go down George isn't it To look beyond Alishkert too much and, and talk about Celtic at the weekend And we don't know exactly which of those players Will still be missing come the weekend if any However Is it safe to say that the biggest Talking point if you like is going to be Robbie McCrory I assume it's a big night for him tomorrow There is no way he would have played Obviously if it wasn't for what what's happened um, Is that the main The main area of the pitch where someone really has to come in and do a job? No excuses tomorrow. Sorry, there isn't. You know, you can build it all you want. You know, put the stereo in it. If you, if there's no excuses. Rangers should be winning that game tomorrow. I can't. I don't imagine them having too many shots and goals. They were absolutely dreadful at Ibrox. So are we, mind you. We can't play that. We've got enough, a plenty in the locker to beat them. If we don't beat them, I am not putting that down to the excuse of people being missing for COVID. I'm just putting that down to the excuse. It's bad tactics, bad management, and the team not being good enough. But we should be. Celtic, I think one of the goalkeepers will come back to the Celtic game. I just can't see two goalkeepers passing. I'm, I'm maybe half, half full, as you said, they're being, being, mm-hmm. being positive. I, I think some of the players will be back. Uh, uh, Celtic's a tougher test, of course, but then we're a tougher test for Celtic. They're playing the champions now. They're not playing teams that have come up through the divisions and, and most of the games at home. They're playing the big boys in Scotland now. So I think we'll have enough in the locker to get a result on that game. Maybe no win it, but maybe uh, a draw. You know, then you could say it's had an impact, but it should not have an impact on us tomorrow. Think- no danger should that have an impact on us tomorrow. It's funny that Stephen, isn't it? Because when when I'm listening to George, I'm buying I'm buying his argument. I get it. I mean, Alish Kerr are no great shakes. Rangers should be better. You look at the list of players that are still available, but as Andy said. Nobody wants to get into a game Minus your two first choice goalkeepers Your captain Arguably your biggest attacking threat Or one of them And Ryan Kent and so on So Can both be true at the same time? I think 
A great point George makes is there are no excuses. If you look back to last October when Celtic lost four players going into the first Rangers Celtic game of the season at Celtic Park, Edward, Elhamed, Beaton, Christie were all missing through COVID issues. It didn't make any difference because when they lost 2-0, they lost 2-0. Nobody wanted to hear about COVID. With Celtic Rangers, you're expected to have a depth of squad that can deal with this. I think George is right. I think he's right about Alaska. I think they're a limited team. I think Rangers should be able to take care of them. But he's absolutely spot on when he says if they don't, then there will be no excuses accepted. At the same time, Andy, it was a team that came to Ibrox and got away with only a 1-0 defeat. So is there any room to be a bit cautious given that you then take half of Rangers team away and it's over there, the trip, the the, the journey, the temperature, all the rest of it? Still no no doubt for you? Well, I can't uh, I can't claim to know a lot about Alaskert or the no, Armenian okay. League. Disappointed uh, hopefully you. at quarter past seven you might have somebody from guy that's an expert over in uh, Armenia that you, you usually do. You told me you knew where they were in the league table. You've I, looked well, that up that, you, you just got on to my next point. It, it, we can only really do our research on what we think the... Uh, the quality their team's like um, Part-time Conus Key from Wales It took extra time to beat them in the first qualifying round uh, After four I think it's three or four uh, domestic league games They've only had a point And what I've seen in 90 minutes at uh, iBooks last week Suggests that Rangers would have to be Very, very, very poor To go out of this European tie Okay, thank you very much to George in Rutherglen It's 01419511025 On the phones it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter So keep your thoughts coming in On that one um, Let's bring in Ian Who is a Rangers fan Down in Lancashire Hi Ian Lads How's it going? Hi Ian Good Good, good. Uh, A couple of things I think tomorrow night Might be a struggle But we'll get there I think for Sunday Rangers Will everybody available And I mean, Stevie was saying earlier on About PCR tests They don't need PCR tests they only need to take a lateral flow if they've been double vaccinated. The, the trouble this week is they can't travel to a redless country. Um, I, I, I bow to your potentially superior knowledge, Ian, but I, I did double check it on the government website earlier. I'm pretty sure it is a PCR test. No, no, absolutely not. It, it, it's a lateral. If they've been double vaccinated, to release them from mm. isolation, it's a lateral flow test. Again, I... I I don't want to try and split hairs too much I'm on gov.uk at the moment It says Instead of self-isolating Those who are double jabbed And under 18s Identified as close contacts Of positive coronavirus cases Are advised to get a free PCR test As soon as possible um, But listen I think that the main r- Rather than turning this into um, A Scott me- Gov debate me- Medical hour on, <laughs> <laughs> on Super Scoreboard they, they need to test negative Would be the, the broad way of, of describing that Ian and this is where it turns really not to a football discussion. We don't know if they're double vaccinated or not. We just don't know yet. I assume, I, I assume every one of them are. I wouldn't. I wouldn't if I were you. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't assume that from um, from knowledge of my own football team and, and quite a lot of teams domestically. Because, like we said, I think on the show last year, I think it, a lot of the footballers had the sort of same viewpoint as the government did, where they wanted to to assure that the elderly people that were maybe in more desperate need of the vaccine were seen to first. And I think it's only really from a from a full time mm. level that it's only maybe over the last two or three months that a lot of football players have been seen to. I mean, at some point you'll probably tell me I've been too nosy, but this is what happens. What what advice, guidance? What, what have you been told as a professional footballer at the moment? Any pressure either way? No. Is it entirely left up to you with no no guidance at all? Yeah, I think it was uh, it was more just a sort of group discussion. Uh, I think 
you know, from from a uh, a player's perspective, that was our sort of viewpoint last year. Over at the start of the season, I think a lot of clubs had sort of, you know, gave the gave the advice that it's up to you if you want the vaccine or not. But we'd prefer it. Mm-hmm. We advise you to get it. So I think from that, it was sort of down to the players just to to get vaccinated herself. Me, me personally, I'm not double vaccinated. I'm a I'm a couple of weeks away from my, my second jab. So uh, and and I know for a fact that uh, a lot of players are the same. Well, I mean, what happened, Gordon, was that the Scottish government spoke to the joint response group, the SFA and the SPFL group, who are coming together to try and manage this through this pandemic, and they came up with a plan to pop up vaccination clinics at stadiums, in car parks. They were trying to encourage clubs to, to, to set them up, get players vaccinated, and in the process, try and encourage under-30s to come forward. And I actually think a bit of a, a chance has been missed here because I think if you'd, you'd managed to persuade high-profile footballers to put themselves forward as poster boys for vaccination, it just might mm-hmm. it might have persuaded some kind of naysayers to come forward and have it done. Whereas it just seems as if there's been a bit of a bit of a reluctance to really encourage it. And I think what Andy's saying is encouraging is is kind of confirming yeah, that because the, they are. And this is definitely a discussion for another show. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. Andy was good enough to explain his own situation. Um, there will be players out there who just haven't been double vaccinated yet that they intend to, they'll get around to it. There, there may well be some who don't want to and, and don't intend to. I don't know for sure. But what I think what we can say for sure, Ian, is that it's not a guarantee that they all will be. Is that, that, does that just about cover it? Well, I do respect, Gordon. Andy wasn't expecting me playing football in Europe this season, was he? No, the Rangers, no. The Rangers, yeah, the Rangers, the Rangers players were. Mm-hmm. But, but well, again, uh, Ian, Ian I, I'll answer the question with facts. And I'm, I'm still personal friends with Rangers players who I know are not double vaccinated. Okay, well that surprises me. That surprises me. But but but, but you'll know a lot better than me. But but that does surprise me. I, I mean, again, though, this is what I said, Stephen. Whether it's whether it's personal choice, whether it's just not got round to it, whether it's had to cancel an appointment because an important game came up, whether you were kept in for a double session and had to move your... Yeah, and I, th- I think that's so important, Gordon, that's because I, I think that is the reason why a lot Absolutely. of people... Like I, I told you before the show, my, my second jab is, is the day before the, the Hibs derby. So I, I'll have to, to rearrange that and it's not as easy to just, you know, I want it rearranged for the next day. So, I, I mean, it's a that's a scenario that quite a lot of people have, have had to deal with. Yeah, and, and again, that's that is just part of it, Stephen. You know whether it's and I, well, maybe this is one for Andy first before we come back to you. Has that been difficult? Because I don't know. Is there is there a feeling a feeling that if you get it too close to a game, you might be you know under uh, the weather for the game? Yeah, or? again, I, I mean it's more you know you hear people with personal experiences. They've they've had the first jab. They've not felt too good. You know for the for forty eight hours after. Um, there's people with the say I, I didn't actually feel great after my first jab for I think maybe. 24 hours or so so uh, it's just obviously the risk going into Edinburgh Derby that I don't want to risk feeling the exact same way after the second jab so that's that's the only reason imagine you'd been away for I don't know a year two years you switch on Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard and this this is the discussion that greets your ears um, I wish it wasn't this way believe me but there's not a great deal we can do thank you to John in Lancashire if you want to keep kind of putting a football spin on it and talk about the players that are available and what the team might look like and that's more comfortable then yeah, I'm, but, I'm, I'm here but, for you but God this is big because it does impact on Season, it it still has the potential to really impact on fixtures in the season. I remember having this debate before the Euros. You remember John Flake was isolating. Mm-hmm. Then we had the Billy Gilmore issue, and we're saying, well, why couldn't you? Have, why couldn't you have vaccinated thirty players, twenty six players in the Scotland squad? But Andy made an important point. The government were very reluctant, rightly or wrongly, 
to give special dispensation to elite athletes. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're, why we are where we are, playing catch up. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Get your thoughts in. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen McGowan and Andy Halliday are here. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to get your calls in. You can tweet at Clyde SSB. Uh, we are reacting to that big news today that Stephen Gerrard, James Tavernier, Calvin Bassey, Scott Wright, Ryan Kent, Alan McGregor, John McLaughlin, and we think Jack Simpson as well. Have all missed the flight to Armenia Rangers have confirmed they have had positive Covid tests But that's about as far as it goes We're going to hear hopefully from the Rangers camp round about 7 o'clock uh, To try and put a bit more um, of the, the detail Put a bit more meat in the bones What we do know is that they are missing for tomorrow That is not me saying they all definitely have Covid Or they all definitely have to self-isolate They're all missing for tomorrow I think that's that's what we can agree on Worth bearing in mind Kamar Roof John Lundstrom suspended as well And I think Fashion Sakala Jermaine Defoe Not registered um, For Europe So it does leave a Slightly lighter Squad I'm sure you would agree But lots of um, First team experience In there as well 01419511025 In the phones Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Jordan has Called in from Fife tonight What's your take on all this Jordan? Oh well, to be honest, I think it could be the, the beginning of a very embarrassing week for us. Um, the, I don't think any of the squads that we have, any, I think the whole squads that are going there now out to Europe will be the squads that have to play in the whole firm. Um, they're, they're going to have to isolate for at least a week to 10 days. All these players that are close contacts or could have covid and I think we're up for a very embarrass- um, embarrassing weekend at home to Celtic with a very inexperienced goalkeeper defence that haven't played together. I just, I, I, I'm not very confident. I'm not looking forward to this at all. Well, two extremes. The first caller was fine, not a hassle at all. He said it was hysteria and everything would be okay. Jordan is on the other end of the spectrum. Just to be accurate, Jordan, we we don't know if these guys will have to isolate. They might be. Available, most of them might be available for Sunday We do not know that yet um, So we will find out um, Jordan, I just wonder why you're so pessimistic When you look at some of the players who are still at the moment available Patterson, who everyone keeps raving about And saying he should be Scotland's right back and deserves a chance Goldson and Halander, first choice central defensive pairing Barisic until last week, first choice left back Kamara, first choice midfielder Stephen Davis, same Scott Arfield, Joe Rebo. Yanis Hadji and the main man in many games, Alfredo Morelos. So it's not all bad, is it? Well, three out of them four defend- defenders have not started regularly in the team since the start of the season. Um, Nathan Patterson's played, I think, six minutes this season. Now we're going to tuck him into a European tie. But that's that's my point, Jordan. All summer long, we were bombarded with calls saying Nathan Patterson should be Scotland's right back and will be Scotland's right back for years to come. So whether he's played six minutes or not, surely he's ready to handle a game against a team from Armenia. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe that's people's perception, but I, I I think it's a big ask to to ask somebody. And like Andy has said, brought up, they have to fly over to Armenia. It's a six-hour flight. I think it's a big ask. For a team which have hardly played any football together, um, majority, some of which have been injured recently, um, 
I just I don't know. I would be interested to see what the what Andy's thoughts are on Andy? this. Andy. Yeah, Jordan, I, I don't have too much worry. Um, looking at the the ten outfielders that could potentially start tomorrow, um, Nathan. But we've actually had a number of calls over the last couple of weeks wanting Nathan Parson to replace James Tavernier in the starting lineup, whether he was um, he was fit or not. But my outlook is if you take the number number one goalie and the the second choice goalie out of any football club around the world, almost you're going to be significantly weaker. That being said, Robin McCrory has a fantastic opportunity put in front of him this week. He could potentially make his, his European bow at Rangers to put them into the group stages. And, listen, we don't know for sure, but he could potentially be starting in an old firm at the weekend. And it is a massive, massive opportunity for a player who doesn't have a lot of experience uh, a first-team football. Obviously went on loan to Livingston last year, found himself sort of in the team. But that being said, he's made Scotland squads. So we're not talking about a goalkeeper that's uh, that's certainly short in talent, but of course he's gone into two games with a, a magnitude that he's never played in before, which is a big ask. Chris is on Twitter. He says it's a big night for McCrory, but think back to 2006 against Molder in the UEFA Cup. Another young keeper got his chance in similar circumstances, missing goalkeepers. He turned out not too bad. We've got this. Yeah, he he's, says he's done okay, but I mean, I look at it at the. the from a let's look forward to the the old forum at the weekend, which which we probably shouldn't do with a big tie tomorrow. It must be a massive psychological boost to Celtic if they find out and it's true that Alan McGregor is missing in the old forum game, because he has been a big difference in a number of old forum games over the last ten fifteen years, but especially last season. I think it's a fascinating situation for Nathan Patterson as well, because if you look last Friday, Everton bid five million pounds for him. Rangers kicked that out I think there's an expectation Everton will probably come back Before the window Whether Rangers entertain that or not Remains to be seen But if Nathan Patterson plays Extremely well in these two games We will find out what he's made of We've all been Speculating whether he's ready Well we're about to find out In the next four days When I first heard Andy That all these players were missing I thought well, there'll, be a, there'll be a really good debate here About what that starting 11 is But actually Does it kind of pick itself And, and is it fairly strong? Oh, it's certainly still strong, absolutely, because I, I, like I said, I do think it reflects on the, the depth within Rangers squad, but again, I'm, I, Robbie McCrory is obviously a good goalkeeper, he's obviously got a lot of talent, he's got a big future in the game, but it is a massive, massive ask, and I do feel as if the number one position that I think we all believe, there's not a lot of forgiveness in terms of if you make a mistake, mm. it could really affect not only his... his, his, his uh, his season but his career I, I do think there's career defining moments for young goalkeepers and it's a big ass for him to go he's, into these he's games 23, is he? he's 23 probably he's 23 but I think I'd be surprised if he's played any more than 20-30 than, than first team games mm. um, Jordan you've clearly said that you're a bit worried about the weekend but we don't know what that looks like yet we don't know how many of these guys will come back for tomorrow night do you, you really don't think this, this current group that's travelled have got enough to get the job done? Yeah, I'm not confident. I'm not confident, no. But can I make one quick other point that Definitely. Andy's brought up before? Sure. So I'm look, we're looking forward to the weekend. This team has to fly back from Armenia. They're going to be extremely tired. This is when we're going to re- rely on experience, the likes of McGregor controlling the defence, Tavernier, he's the captain. I just think this is re- tomorrow night might not be the biggest issue. I'm more worried about Sunday when we come to the old firm three days after a long flight back from Armenia and our excuse is going to be we have all the COVID, the people that are missing from COVID. 
And I don't think it's going to, I think it's going to be potentially majorly embarrassing and I don't think it's going to sit well. I was just wondering what, what the yeah, other I, 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 You know, I touched on it last week. I, you know, I had my own sort of personal experience when we played um, Ufa in the last qualifying round a couple of years ago. Uh, I think we returned uh, back into Glasgow Airport. I think it was six o'clock on a Friday morning going to Parkhead on a Sunday uh, against a very good Brendan Rodgers Celtic team. And physically, I mean, and, and almost mentally, you're not at your peak condition, but... I think we mentioned earlier this can't be an excuse for Rangers because this is the this is this is the games they want to play in they want to be in these big competitions where you know you're playing on a Wednesday Thursday night it's almost the luck of the draw where you end up what country you end up so it's not ideal preparations but that being said you certainly can't use it as an excuse because I do feel as if looking at ten almost eleven of the the, the starting lineup that could play there's certainly enough quality in there for, especially for tomorrow night it wouldn't have helped come down to nine men that night though. I mean, I, 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 we touched on that. I think I don't know what was worse—the lack of sleep or running about for ninety minutes with nine men. Um, I mean, there must have been the because one was it just was one just after half time. One was just before half time. Just before half time. Uh, Alfredo Morelos was around maybe I don't know forty minutes, and uh, John Flanagan was yeah maybe five five minutes, ten minutes maximum after half time. Now I've never been in a professional football dressing room, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make an educated guess here that there was a message at half time to say, "Don't do anything stupid. Please don't get anyone else sent off." I'd go further The message was actually I need the most professional 45 minutes of your career Because you were on a book That was the line was it? Five minutes later You elbowed somebody in the face So that went down Brilliant Shouldn't laugh But honestly <laughs> The way you delivered it You know I just think what Jordan's call though, Sums up the reality of life In this part of the world Doesn't it? Because I mean Celtic and Rangers Have got massive European games Tomorrow night They are big in terms of finance In terms of prestige And for the rest of the season mm. But everyone has an eye on Sunday. Yeah, and I think absolutely. I think if you if you said to a lot of supporters which game would they rather win, it'd be a hands down victory for Sunday. And we're torturing ourselves here because Alan McGregor, Ryan Kent, James Tavern all might play on Sunday. We just don't know. I, just I can see know. why it, it might not look likely to some people. Uh, we just don't know. Thank you to Jordan um, in Fife. Um, Andy, the absence of Stephen Gerrard, how big an impact will that have? It might be a. I'm sure it's going to be a well debated topic I don't think it'll be a big issue Listen of course you want your manager on the touchline uh, But I think there'll certainly be enough preparation I think the team I've, I've spoke about it before This team almost plays the same way And has done for the last two and a half years So I don't think it'll be a massive issue Ideally it'll be on the sideline But I think with his staff I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll have plenty of contact uh, Within each other And I think they've, they'll have done more than enough preparation Going into tomorrow's game and at the weekend to to be okay So what you're saying is Apart from blaming Covid They might also be able to blame A lack of a good 4G signal In Armenia If he can't get But I don't know if a walkie-talkie Will stretch 6 um, hours on a flight Is he particularly hands-on And involved in a match day Because you're now playing Under Robbie Nielsen You've played mm-hmm. under Gordon Strachan Loads of different managers I guess some are Are very big on, on doing Getting messages across On match day Others aren't No I, I still think he is Very hands-on in a match day I think um He'll always say his piece before a game at half time, uh, even on the touchline. I don't know if you've experienced it at games yourself. He's always very vocal. Uh, he's always in constant dialogue with his staff. Mm. If, if uh, you know Michael Beale, Gary McAllister's up in the stand, they're always in contact with each other. So uh, ideally for them, uh, they'll not be able to do that, certainly for tomorrow night. But like I said, I think there'll be more enough preparation going into the game, and, and they've, they've certainly done their due diligence. You, you, you just research. wonder what, what, what the late great Jock Steen or Jock Wallace would have made of the prospect of an old firm team talk at half time 
being given by Zoom <laughs> Honestly We've seen enough, that, that's, that's seen enough Zoom are. for 18 months It's unfortunate Do you believe we're still, still are. we are still using Zoom? I, I thought Zoom was going to And by the way Other um, platforms are available But I, I thought we were done with that stuff It's surreal It is 01419511025 It's a great time to get your calls in Celtic fans We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu next So why not join in? 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Stephen McGowan are here It's 01419511025 If you'd like to join in on the phones We're about to bring in Sean in Pollock Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu It's a huge midweek for Celtic of course Alkmaar away Rangers away Come the end of the week as well uh, The manager says They won't change their approach tomorrow Despite taking a two goal lead into the game He says their best football Is when they're going forward And he wants to continue with that Yeah I think that's the best approach for us I mean you know If, if we go there and try and defend for 90 minutes um, you know, I just think you're asking for trouble. They're a good team, and and we know, you know, at, at home they they they're going to be playing you know, fairly high tempo and high intensity football to to score goals. And I think if we sit back, we're just going to invite uh, pressure on ourselves. So, you know, we, we've been. I think our best football is going the other way going forward. And if we score goals, it puts more pressure on the opposition. So, um, yeah, we won't change our approach. I think it's it's kind of the best strategy for us. Sean and Pollock, what do you make of that? Is that music to your ears? Well, he's literally just taking my point. <laughs> everything he says, I thought I was, I thought I did get producer. I said, see when you're sitting back and you're inviting pressure on. Like, I don't. I, I find he's been like in a situation. He's still like, you can feel the game thinking, son's going to harm here soon. Like I can feel them going to get a goal. So, but then you can't go too, too like forward if you know what I mean. Like, can't just go a gung ho because. They're a good team Alkmaar are a very good team You don't finish high up In the Dutch division If you're, a, if you're, if you're not a good team So they could pick you off But as I say He's literally taking The points out my mouth Well that just means You're on the same wavelength As your Celtic <laughs> manager Sean So that, that's not all bad If you're a Celtic fan um, Stephen it will be fascinating I don't suspect Ange Postacoglu Is ever going to Sit and camp in In a game Certainly the early signs Of his tenure Wouldn't suggest so No I, I would agree with that And you know The thing with this game Tomorrow night Is you really feel This tie isn't over yet I think from what he said did Parkhead look at a really dangerous team I mean Celtic have scored 24 goals in the last 6 games excellent four shutouts from 5 but you still feel there's real fragility and frailty in defence and you know despite the 2-0 lead they've got for the first leg you just feel this isn't over mm. yet and probably need to, the first goal would be helpful first goal would be helpful yeah. but they probably need a really solid start they can't have one of these knives to go away Abroad in Europe And lose a goal inside six minutes You need to show some kind of Backbone Some spine And I think because The defence is very much A work in progress And they still need players in there You just don't know mm. If they've quite got that in them, in them yet I mean, Andy I'm thinking back to last Wednesday I think we must Did we catch the first ten minutes In the studio yeah. of the Celtic game and, and Alkmaar had chances And Celtic played well And won the game Did we see enough last week from them to, to suggest that there is still a good bit of work oh, to yeah, be done. Oh yeah, for sure. Listen, I thought it was a, I thought it was a really impressive performance from Celtic last week. But I think his edge certainly showed that they're a dangerous side. Like you touched on the first fifteen minutes, Joe Hart makes a great save with his toe. Um, you know, Starfield gets caught out of position and and almost at first glance thought as if he could have gave away a, a, a penalty inside five minutes. Obviously, after seeing the replay, it, it wasn't the case, but. Yeah, Sean touched on it. You're you're certainly not a bad side if you if you finish third in the Dutch league and and Azard, Azard will feel they they can create chances mm. tomorrow night. But 
I agree with Ange Postacoglu I think the Celtic side especially the blueprint you've seen inside the last six games as attack certainly seems like the best the best form of defence for Celtic right now I'm interested in this from Ange Postacoglu um, Sean if you just hang on the line I'll play more hopefully he doesn't steal your thunder again um, he says he won't be taking the old firm game into account when he's picking his team for tomorrow I've just felt we've had big games all along you know my first two games were Champions League games so you know it's not like you know, we, we kind of eased our way into it. So our approach all along has been to to put our strongest team out there for every game. And, and you know, we haven't rotated a lot. I mean, luckily the last sort of two, three weeks, getting some extra players in has helped us just rotate a few that we've had who have been either sore or, or injuries. But, you know, we've gone with a core group of players through this early part of the season. And, you know, uh, we'll just put the team out tomorrow night that we believe can can win the game. And then we'll look at, Sunday after that uh, Sean that is the Australian version of we take one game at a time which managers up and down the country tell us always um, as a fan though you're, you're allowed you can look 10 games in advance if you want are there players you think that, that will have to be rotated in and out for Alkmaar and then Rangers I assume the exact same 11 going to the well twice two big games in a couple of days is that a lot to ask? Yes uh, definitely with intensity but the players that act, well, you would really want to rotate, you can't because they've not got a backup right back who's eligible to play because I'm sure that boy played for League of Warsaw in the same competition, I'm assuming so. So you can't yeah. register him. You've not got, well, you've got a backup left back in ball and goal who hasn't even been on the bench, I don't think. Um, so really, you can only rotate your forward line, really. Yeah, that's the thing. I wasn't, you know, it was never going to be all of them, um, Stephen. But you just wonder if tomorrow, I don't know. Say it's Abada and Christie tomorrow, but it's Forrest and someone else on Sunday. Is that is that where? Although Ange Postecoglou tells us it's it's one game at a time, the reality might be that that that, that can't be fully true. Yeah, I think Forrest and uh, James McCarthy that they, they're not fit for tomorrow night anyway, but they might be for Sunday. I think he said so. So that is a possibility. It gives them an option, as does Juranovic. I don't know. I mean, I I'd, personally, I get frustrated when managers overthink big games. You, know, you, you see them get into big games and they they make a change or they, they put a square peg in a round hole. You don't feel Ange Postecoglou is that kind of manager. He's just he's going to stick to what he believes. He's going to go with it, and he's going to make it work. And the question really is again going back to do they have a defensive capabilities at the minute to make it work? The jury's out for me. Yeah, I, I think Sean's right. You look at the, you no, know, the, the attack in front three, the midfield three. They've they've made a couple of rotations, but what I will say is whether it's been a bad Forest, Kyogo, Edward, Christie, they've all performed. So I think that's a, well, that's a headache that Ange Postecoglou won't mind. But defensively, it seems as if it's a, a sort of settled back four right now. But they're still trying mm. to improve because it seems as if that's the area they're still a little bit fragile. I mean, Sean, it sounds like the manager is delighted with the attacking play. Would it be safe to say, Sean, if I had said to you maybe a month ago that Celtic would go into a big European game away from home with a midfield three of McGregor, Turnbull and Rogic, that, that maybe wouldn't have been something you'd consider a good idea, but maybe your mind's changed a little bit? Well, I'm no football manager, obviously, but the way I always see it, if you could go me a midfield three, like you always have somebody who can sit a wee bit more defensively. I know Cal McGregor does that role, like the quarterback role, but if it was always me, I'd always have a defending mid. But they three have linked well. They, they compensate each other in my eyes. The now, I'm not saying they'll, they'll I'm not saying they'll play amazing every game. That's daft to say that. But I'm, 
I thought it would see more of sorrow this year, but see, to be honest, what I've seen is sorrow, no disrespect to him, but he's not been that good this year, but maybe he stood out in the team last year because a lot of the other boys weren't performing, so it looked like he was more ta- I'm, I, I sound so disrespectful saying he's more talented because he is, but I just don't think... If, I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm probably overthinking it. We saw it. I don't think that's a particularly controversial viewpoint, Stephen. No, I don't think it is. I think I think uh, Soro. I think people had really high hopes on last season, um, but I think Sean's right. I think since they changed it up to Turnbull, McGregor sitting deeper, Turnbull and Rogic coming back in. Rogic has got a new uh, flash of life, if you like. But I think the worry you've got with them is this high pressing game when it gets to an hour point in the game whether they can maintain it for the whole 90 minutes. And that's when a bit of rotation is going to become essential and necessary because you know, there's one or two in there that are not necessarily 90-minute athletes. Um, Andy, you have felt the brunt of that Celtic midfield recently and you were very complimentary about them. Is, is this next, what are we, next four or five days, a, a real interesting test? Can you go away in Europe? Can you go away to Ibrox with, with a midfield three that, as Sean says, on paper, it doesn't look like there's anyone... Who's overly defensively minded in there Yeah and I mean I think that's why they bought James McCarthy in He's more of a recognised holding midfielder But of course he's probably not up to full fitness right now But I think the balance has still looked okay with, with Celtic midfield Albeit you know domestically uh, They've had a couple of fairly comfortable results in home ties But I thought last week was obviously going to be a big test against AZ I think they came through it pretty well uh, Of course AZ showed they were a dangerous side But you're right the next four days is going to be a massive test of that I, I almost feel like again I'm moving forward but this old forum game is, is hugely anticipated because there's still a, a couple of question marks over be, uh, both teams going into it. This happens every year now. See if you notice this, right? The, the first old firm game of the season is massive, but the build-up's just weird because they've always got a European qualifier before. Mm-hmm. As Andy says, coming back from UFA, um, I feel like we don't really manage to turn our attentions to it until the Saturday night because on the Friday you're still digesting what's happened you know, the, the previous evening And everyone's head's all over the place with it Well, well you say that, Gordon But we've spent probably about 50 minutes talking about it now <laughs> so, um, And it's been doubly weird because as we, as we said earlier I mean, last October before the first one There was a Covid outbreak then as well yeah. So both of them have had this really bizarre kind of narrative The difference this season is the team has switched And actually the, the bigger picture for Rangers is that If they do have a bad four days People will start to read into their season in general After a bit of a ropey start and people will be asking whether they are about to have the kind of season Celtic had last season. Uh, Sean, still confident for tomorrow? Then overall, uh, how do you how would you rate the confidence levels? I don't think they'll. I think they'll go through a tie, but I don't see them winning. I think it'll be a draw. If you ask me, I'd be happy with a draw. I'd have, I know that sounds terrible to say. I'd, happy, I'd take a one 0 defeat every day of the week, but you don't say out like that, obviously. But I think they'll go through the tie. I think Rangers will stole tomorrow. I don't see all these. The previous call has been negative. I, I like they could get a team for down Motherwell, quite local to you, Gordon, who could beat them. A very good team for their yeah. call. Wilfrog, they could beat them, no problem. Uh, a footballing hotbed. <laughs> I agree. That's, that, that's Kieran Tierney's team, isn't it? Is that why you've heard of them? No, I played against them a few times, and I'll be honest, I couldn't even, I didn't even be, I couldn't be in the same park as them, they were good. But I'll try to say one thing hey, Andy, is that all right? I'm, I'm very interested in what this is about to be, so yeah, take no, it away. Right. It's nothing bad um, <laughs> uh, I heard Andy That your brother Is a better left back Than you'll ever be That's what I've heard I don't know if that's true is it <laughs> oh, he's, You're probably right Sean I've got to be honest he's, but, he, but he is a right back So I don't know if well, Maybe a better full back Ah, that's what I mean because, oh, yeah, um, I'd, I'd give him a better full back 
Is he uh, So you're a lefty He's right How'd that happen Yeah, yeah. Um, Well that... Genetically you're not born With a, That's a, a preferred foot That's true Gordon, okay. But um, uh, yeah he, he plays junior level My, my little brother But he's not, he's not bad He's not Nielsen Junior's top of the league Right now actually Doing really well Right okay uh, You were I was going to say shunted But that's maybe a bit unfair You were, you played left back At the weekend Did you not I think yeah, I noticed Yeah I did yeah Yeah I've, I've spoke about it before It's a it's a position I've got plenty of experience in now So I'm not too bothered uh, Where I play actually As long as you're Better as long than as I'm your Oh, I thought it was better than your brother Right, brilliant Sean Thank you very much That was Sean And Pollock takes us up nicely To Andy Halliday's Favourite time of the night Stephen McGowan's Worst time of the night Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Alarmingly high number Of tiebreakers recently Let's see if we can get This one done in 90 minutes If you want to play Beat the pundit 01419511025 Come on Take on Andy Halliday Or Stephen and win yourself a signed ball You do need to get through on the phones before 7 o'clock So don't hang about Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen McGowan and Andy Halliday are here If you're just joining us You missed lots of things Amongst them Andy Halliday talking about double vaccinations Stephen McGowan talking about lateral flow Versus <laughs> PCR tests Yes, it is Scottish football in 2021 uh, There is a, a football link here of course The big news today Stephen Gerrard, James Tavernier, Calvin Bassey Scott Wright, Ryan Kent, Alan McGregor, John McLaughlin Jack Simpson all absent from the flight to Armenia There have been positive Covid tests at Rangers we await to find out who is ruled out because of that and close contacts and all the rest of it. They're still waiting on some details. Rangers, I was just going to say, are scheduled to do a press conference at seven o'clock. I'm hearing it's now half past seven. Uh, so there we go. Maybe we'll get it somewhere in between. We should hopefully um, get something a bit more concrete out of Rangers between now and the end of the show. So if you have any thoughts on that or anything else you think we've missed, you know the number. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, Beat the Pundit time. Stephen McGowan hates it. Andy Halliday loves it. What about Stuart and Bailiston? Have you ever played before, Stuart? No, have not, mate. Are you one of these guys, though, that's good good without the pressure when you're playing along at home or in the car? Aye, do you know that? Um, sometimes I have a stinker, but sometimes I do all right, so... Listen, we'll see, how the, how, we'll see how the night goes. Shocks happened. Tony Watt on here last week got a seven. No pressure, Stephen. Oh, it was. It was on he fire was last week. Yeah, I was, I was impressed. Uh, anyway, I'll toss the coin. If it's heads, it will be Stephen McGowan. Uh, you won the last time you were on, though. Does yeah, that not alleviate any of the? Six in the last minute. Ah, it was they all count. They all count. Uh, tails. It's Andy Halliday. And it's tails. It's Andy oh, Halliday. Tails. Like it's a sales yeah. coin. I'm back in my usual seat. Beauty. Yeah, but we're, we're back in the on the main pitch. Do you get that? Yep. See your training ground. Do you ever get moved on to a wee pitch and then you get back? Sometimes That's but we're back like. in there. We've been in the other studio for a couple of weeks. We're back where we belong. Uh, right, Stuart. I'm going to give Andy some Clyde Two to listen to, so okay. that he can't hear your answers. Let me get the questions ready. You know the drill, I'm sure. You told me you're an expert at playing at home. It's 30 seconds. Just rattle through them. Answer as many as you can. If you don't know, pass quickly, and we'll move on. Okay. Right, let's go. Your 30 seconds is on the clock and it starts now. Who was sent off in the last Old Firm game of last season? Oh. Pass. Who did Paul Le Guin manage before moving to Rangers? Leon. Name any English player in the current Celtic squad. Doha. Name a Scottish top flight team who's received two red cards already in the league this season. 
Motherwell Who was the last Aberdeen player Called into the Scotland men's team Before Lewis Ferguson Considine What team does John McGlynn manage Pass Okay let's bring back Andy Halliday um, We'll get his attempts as well Andy can you hear us Yep, 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 yep. Right, 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts Now Who was sent off in the last Old Firm game Cal of McGregor. last season Which side did Paul Le Guin manage before Rangers Leon Name any English player in the Celtic squad currently Pass Name a Scottish top flight team who's received two red cards in the league Dundee. this season Who was the last Aberdeen player called into the Scotland men's team before Lewis Ferguson What team does John McGlynn manage which side did Celtic sign Josip Juranovic from? They get Warsaw. Which team finished third in the Premiership last Hibs. season? He's fast, this guy. Joe Hart, fast. man. That's by your Shocker. standards, that is poor. Stuart, do you think you've done enough? Oh, he's off. He's held no, no, me, no, he's no, held no, me no, going, no, he's no, off. That was my fault. I, did, I didn't have him <laughs> faded up. Stuart, I'll, re- I'll, I'll ask that again. Do you think you've done enough? No. <laughs> in a word. Do you know, Stuart, I thought you were all right. I thought you were all right. You just. To get up early to beat Andy Halliday. Um, <laughs> who was sent off in the last Old Firm game of last season? It was Callum McGregor, 1 0 Halliday. But you got Leon, you were bang on Paul Le Guin there, so um, you both got that one. You knew Joe Hart and he didn't, so you're level after three questions. Is there any more? Yeah, there are a few. Um, Liam Shaw and Urugidi. Oh, yeah. And Definitely. if you. I don't really know where we're at with Karamoko Dembele. I think he's in. Because we always go football <laughs> nationality. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we tend to do So I think at the moment He does play for the England youth setup. So I don't know I would have given you it But Joe Hart was the obvious one And you might be the king Of beat the pundit last season But you didn't get that right So yeah, uh, your level And by the way just I know self-praise is no praise But a big pat in the back for me I had to really think on my feet As I was going through The, the real question three I've got in front of me is Which top flight Scottish team Has Liverpool player Ben Woodburn Joined on loan <laughs> And I thought I'm not having that Halliday plays for with him at Hearts so Scrubbed it out and moved on Name any Scottish top flight team Who's received two red cards In the league this season You had the choice of St Mirren or Dundee Andy goes one in front Andy Considine was the last Aberdeen player Before Lewis Ferguson To be called up So Andy stays one in front You both got it And then he stretched ahead Stuart John McGlynn manages Wraith Ligia Warsaw is Josip Juranovic's previous club and Hibbs finished third. So one, two, three, four, five, a six, seven for Andy Halliday, and a three, I think, for you, Stuart. Hard lines. I uh, well played, Andy. Well done, Stuart. Mate. Good man. Actually, I thought Stuart was all right. I thought Leon was a good answer. He got Joe Hart, Andy didn't, but pff, another victory. <laughs> he would have beaten me. Think so? Sure. Oh, were they, were no, they tough no, tonight? No question. Yeah, I've been looking forward to my my, my long to retain my title this year, uh, mm. and it was a it was a good it was a good one. Yeah, that was a solid effort from you. Very. Quick, very decisive as well. Yeah, well, that's usually my strategy, and I knew I was taking too long in the Mm -hmm. the English Celtic Wales, and it came to my head as soon as I passed. But they've all got different strategies. I think most people have clicked it. You're going to need to go fast. You can't, can't, you can't dilly dally. But your old colleague, you'll never have had the pleasure of watching Roger Hanna. He's very intense. Be the Eyes closed Intense at everything Keeps his eyes closed I think it makes him Concentrate more I don't know if that's Just beat the pundit Or or everything else That he does But I think it's just Beat the pundit And the less said about that The better 01419511025 On the phones At Clyde SSB On Twitter Uh, We won't dwell on it too long Because we did it last night And there's lots to get through But just on the questions Because it jogged my memory Lewis Ferguson in the Scotland squad Liam Kelly Xander Clark What did you make of it? Yeah, good on them. Uh, touching on the, the two goalkeepers, I thought Liam Kelly was outstanding the last six months for his uh, spell at your club, Motherwell. But Xander Clark, for me, I think it's been a 
Listen, it's been a strong position in Scotland squad over the last decade or so, but uh, Xander Clark's more than more than deserving of that call. And Lewis Ferguson, I thought he had a great year last year. Obviously, been linked with with some clubs in the Premier League. So yeah, three three fully deserved call ups. A changing of the guard in in goal. Stephen Andy's colleague Craig Gordon's still in there. You assume he plays, but. We always knew this transition was going to have to come. Yeah, it's a tough one because I mean David Marshall is third choice at Derby now, isn't he? So it's very difficult. I mean, Steve Clark is naturally loyal to players. I don't think he likes changing things up. There's a few changes. Goalkeeper's going to change. He's made backroom changes as well. Austin McPhee coming in for Stephen Reid, and you have Chris Woods replacing Stevie Woods as goalkeeping coach. So changing of the guard, and he signed a new contract. But whether people will feel that's a great idea after away games against Denmark and Austria, time mm. will tell. Who are the the near misses, the hard done buys, the guys that might be in the next one? Oh, now you've put me on the spot. You'll be you'll be banging the drum for John Suter, I'm sure. Oh, well, you, you've that... took the words out of my mouth. I, I, I mean, I've talked about it numerous times. I think he has a top top talent, and I think he has been for the last number of years now. But obviously, unfortunately, injuries have sort of got the better of him. But it looks as if Touchwood seems to be over them over the last maybe 12, 13, 14 consecutive games he's played, and I think he's he's been one of the the key components here are good start well, to the I season. remember I remember Steve Clark saying right sided centre back and pass the ball out that's what John Sutter yeah. can do and nothing will show how quickly Scottish football moves on than the outrage on last night's show from fans who were angry that Anthony Ralston wasn't in the squad three weeks on from him should never play for Celtic again sort of thing so it just shows you if you can put a run together people will buy into you and, yeah but I mean I would really buy into every every kind of Prejudice that fans out with Celtic and Rangers have, wouldn't it? If a player who played what four, five, six games for Celtic suddenly goes into the Scotland squad, I, I mean, personally, I think you have to earn caps. I think you have to be over a concerted long period. So, good on Anthony Valson for his improvement. He's been terrific, but I think he needs to show more than he's done so far over a longer period. They're always listening. Tony Watts sent me an angry face emoji <laughs> because I described his victory as a shock last week. I thought I meant the seven. The seven yeah, no, bit was the I, shock. Well, listen, it was a shock to me. I'll be honest. I was I wasn't sure what to expect with Tony. I've uh, I've only been in his company a couple of times, but I didn't think he had that sort of knowledge. I, I had faith in the victory. I just didn't think he would get a seven. That's what I meant, honestly. As he, he was good, as he, he keeps was digging. Good. Um, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's speak to David and Lindsay. Hi, David. Hi guys, how are you doing? Not bad at all. How are you? Yeah, good, thank good. you. What's on your mind? I'm just wondering uh, with Andy Hardy on the panel. Um, in light of the, the sort of Rangers COVID news, um, what kind of uh, protocols do professional footballers have, you know, between their, their work life and their personal life to stop all the, 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 the potential exposure to COVID? Good, good question. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And to be honest, David, it's, it's a little bit more difficult for me to explain because we weren't actually in a bubble last year. Um, so I think for the the SPL clubs and I'd imagine even more strenuous for the clubs in Europe they've got sort of different protocols but we were just more encouraged to like yourself self-isolate staying home unless it's essential travel uh, in terms of the Rangers players unfortunately what, 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 only what, takes... what about you know at the moment because am I right in saying that although life is supposed to be getting back to normal for footballers you know when you're at the club and stuff things haven't really changed that much or, or have well, I, I mean, for us, it has. Uh, I was going to get into the, the only sort of things that we still do at our club just now, David, at Hearts, is we're not allowed to travel together. So, um, obviously, on the way to and back from training, you're traveling in your own car. Uh, the, the dining area at the Orium, obviously, mm-hmm. it's a big facility at the Orium. That's currently still not open because it's it's shared between the full Orium. So, the club are sort of 
segregated at the, their own sort of training ground and we, we get prep meals and showers are still certain places you're still not allowed a shower you Seriously? just sort of get, yeah yeah away grounds I think, um, I think it, did, it did cause a stir beginning of August because the GRG wrote to clubs saying look we know social distance is going to disappear but you know, club personnel have to stay the two metres apart because that's the only way they can identify close contacts or positive cases. So guys like Andy, what have you, still can't dine together, still have to keep apart. And that's why you're seeing these big gaps in the main stands as well, isn't it? Because, you know, red zones, red yeah, zones. As they're called. we still have to have the two metre distancing for players and staff. And that's why we're not quite back to normal mm. as yet. And to be fair, when you look at the Rangers situation, you can kind of see why. And lastly, David, we are very, very fortunate to have a number of changing rooms at the Orium. Uh, it's, a, it's a big training facility, so I think currently it's six to a changing room. Um, mm. So there's uh, appropriate social distancing it, in there that, as That's well. a problem as well, Randy, because a lot of the clubs are using yeah, hospitality areas, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of clubs can't mm. get the hospitality back there the money. Has there not always been a little bit of a... What's the word I'm looking for? Stephen will be able to find it for me, I'm sure, but... A little bit of misunderstanding about this notion of bubble anyway. Even at the yeah. e- even even at the peak of the pandemic, which we're not at anymore, but even at the peak, we kept hearing this bubble, bubble, bubble. Footballers still had to go home yeah. and live with wives who perhaps have jobs. They still had to go home and deal with children who were at school. They still had to nip <laughs> to the supermarket for their for their sh- their shopping. So I always felt like that term footballing bubble was a little bit misleading. Of course it was. Yeah, I mean, you can make your, your, your training ground, what's the, the fashionable phrase, COVID compliant. But you can't make your life COVID compliant because you have to get out there and live. I mean, you've got kids coming in from schools where it's rife. So you're absolutely right. It was always a bit of a, a misnomer. But I mean, so much of this was about the authorities trying to convince the government they were doing everything sure. they could to keep the season going. A lot of it was appearances. I think you're right, Gordon, but the protocols that I've mentioned that clubs sort of took with the travelling to and from on your own, the, the mm-hmm. social distancing and the changing room, it's more for the sort of close contact as well. But you're absolutely right about the bubble. Um, David, what do you think? It sounds pretty difficult, doesn't it? Because Hearts and all the other clubs sound like they're doing good things, but ultimately people need to live their lives and it's, it's not the virus isn't going anywhere. Yeah, I think uh, obviously for the larger clubs it's, it's perhaps easier if they've got facilities. But... The smaller clubs, um, I can only I can only imagine it's 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 going to be a lot harder. You know, um, they they'll not have the facilities and the the resources available to that let's say the larger clubs yeah. have got. No, I think that's true, Stephen, and you'll have seen it as well from a, a press point of view, and and that's the bit that does jar with you slightly because life kind of feels like it's getting back to normal. You can do most things in your in your your own private time, but when you go to your work and and you're Trying to get into stadia or into press boxes or whatever, um, there's still a lot that's yeah, not that's not really moved mask. on since last you're year. S- still getting your temperature taken. Listen, it's a small price to pay Absolutely. to go to football. But I mean, even an example like last week. I mean, the the Rafe Rovers did Fermanagh game that was abandoned because of health and safety. I think Rafe Rovers had sold the hospitality lounge. Had actually sold it to people. Took the money in. And then these guidelines come out saying, well, actually, no, you're still going to have to use them as a red zone for distancing for the Infermont players so to give people their money back. So, you know, there's still a degree of flux and chaos going on. And I'm hoping maybe middle, end of September, is that when I'm talking about? Maybe trying to get things back to hopefully a bit of normality. Maybe personal naivety on my part, but I'm hoping I speak on behalf of lots of people. We eventually came to terms with the fact that COVID maybe was going to have a big impact on teams... Winning, losing, whatever it was last season 
but might still be the case this season as well as yeah. as we have spent the majority of this show discussing. Yeah, and that's why that's why we go back to the vaccination, much as we don't want to. That's why they need to try and get as many players vaccinated as possible, double vaccinated, because that you know the the, the SPFL are terrified that there's serious disruption to the season. Um, David, I know you're a Celtic fan as well. How are you feeling about tomorrow's game, and I suppose the big one on Sunday as well? You, you kind of have to lump them in together, don't you? Yeah, you know, to what um, great result in the first leg. I thought the the um, were a very good team. He said, um, I, I still believe there's kind of weaknesses in defence. Hopefully, new signings come in. I have to give credit to Welsh and Ralston. To be fair, the boys were rolled off in the past. Um, they've come in, done a job. Maybe they've bought into the new manager's kind of thinking. I'm not sure, but. Um, Moving forward, I think we do need strength in it. Yeah, I mean, Stephen, that in fact, let's whilst we're on the topic, I'll just play a clip of Ange Postacoglu just like that, because um, David brings it up, so it's a good, a good point to get onto. He also, amongst the other things we heard from him today, says he is still hoping to bring in one or two more players. He says they've got contingency plans in case any key players head out the door. We're still working hard to bring in one or two. Uh, absolutely. Um, the tricky part about this end of the window is uh, you, you kind of don't know what outgoings you're going to have, uh, which might affect things. So we're kind of, we've got contingency plans in place and we're talking to, to a number of sort of targets to see um, what business we can do. But we still need one or two more in the group for sure. Uh, and that's what we'll do. Um, <clears throat> what positions? Again, that may depend a little bit on on. Who, who who may or may not be leaving. So um, and 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 on that front, there's nothing really concrete that's happened yet. So I expect, yeah, if anything is going to move, it's, it's going to start moving in the next few days. I know the Celtic fans hang on your every word with regards to who might be coming to the club or leaving the club, Stephen. So now that I've put all that pressure on you, what do you think the next where are we week or so will look like? I thought I thought it was really interesting to use the word contingency because we've, we've been talking for over a week about. Georgios Geomakis, there's a the Venlo striker who has been Celtic have been showing a heavy interest in, but you wonder is that a contingency for a striker going out? If you're looking at it at the minute, they have strikers. They have Ayeti, they have Edward, they have still have Lee Griffiths in the premises, and of course you have Kyogo. So my 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 instinct is that they will sign someone like Giacomakis. This is only an instinct. I don't know this. If Edward goes, but the problem with Edward, but but not if he doesn't. Essentially, that that's that's why I think the word contingency is really mm-hmm. interesting. There, I think someone has to go. I don't know that. It's just my instinct, and the, the Edward conundrum is fascinating because there have been clubs interested, but his wages are scaring people off, and a lot of them have already signed other players. Southampton signed Daniel mm-hmm. Armstrong, Roma without signing Tammy Abraham. So some of the clubs have been linked with him. You know, you're still looking at Crystal Palace, maybe Brighton. Whether they can come up with the money or whether Ed, Edward ends up staying until next summer and leaving in a free, it's a big week for Celtic this because they could they could potentially be running the risk of making no money at all. Do you think, that, do you think that remains a possibility? Because it, it was unthinkable at one point. It was just a foregone conclusion and people, Edward leaves this summer. It's a possibility. It's the yeah. 25th of August. Any concrete bids this summer, it doesn't look like people it. People close to Edward are, 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 are talking about it. He could go on a free transfer Because If you're also on Edward You may not be getting The kind of Clubs coming forward right now Who Mm. you want to join Who are going to pay the money you want If you're a free transfer Next summer You may have a much Bigger hand 
And that's where Andy It must be difficult for a player Because if, if the window closes He's here And there's no point I guess In down in tools or whatever Because you then need to show everybody that, that you're worth spending a big wage on next summer Yeah absolutely And it's uh, You know it's interesting Stephen's talking about Potentially losing the, Someone of the quality odds In Edward for free I actually look at The fact that Olivier and Cham left the door uh, A couple of weeks ago for free If you told me that A couple of years ago I would have been very very shocked Because you know At the period in time I thought this is a player That Celtic have got in their hands That could generate a lot of money For the football club Now if I was Celtic and I'm I'm looking at what Kyogo's brought to the club in, su- in such a short space of time and like you said the word contingency if they do have potential replacements lined up I would want the, the situation with Edward sorted as soon as possible and that situation either be we cash in just now or we sign him on a new contract and I don't think the latter is possible Yeah, I mean apart from anything else the time probably to sell to be, to maximise the value for Edward or for Encham as you say did well with Ayer was probably last summer the problem with last summer was that Celtic had this 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 Great hype over 10 mm. in a row And if they had sold key players The fans understandably Would have been pretty unhappy So they let the clock run down They they, they threw everything in winning the 10 in a row Didn't work for them And now they have diminishing assets What will be interesting is if someone comes in In the next few days Which is plausible and says Right we'll give you 8 million for Edward That would be considered quite a low price But if you consider that Celtic Have a 40% sell on to PSG Then maybe they just have to take that money you know, because or do you keep him and hope that he gets you to the Champions League group stages, which is worth a lot more? Because that's where this—that's where the question is different this summer to yeah. uh, you know previous years. It is a really difficult question. I, my 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 instinct is, and this is all it is. I think if they get a semi-reasonable offer, close take to ten it. million, probably have to take it. Uh, David, thank you very much, David and Lindsay. It was nice to hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. You can tweet us as well. At Clyde SSB Now live football is back I'm excited to tell you about this week Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Want to make sure that you Are getting in on the action So we've teamed up with Glenn's Vodka The official spirit of the SPFL To give you the chance to win all next week On the show You could net yourself Four match tickets To a game of your choice Across the SPFL Championship League 1, League 2 You'll also get some cash to make sure you don't miss out on your half-time pies as well. So honestly, what a prize that is. Glenn's Vodka, bringing matchday mates back together. Please do drink responsibly. That's one to look out for next week. I'll give you a full-time teaser next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Stephen McGowan are here. Plenty of time for you to get your calls in on 0141 951 1025, we're getting very close, I hope, to hearing a bit more about this Rangers COVID situation. Gary McAllister, I assume, will speak to the press in Armenia because Stephen Gerrard hasn't travelled. So um, stay tuned until the end of the show to make sure you hear the very latest from that one. I do have a full-time teaser for you. I am going, I think it's slightly on the easy side tonight. I think two men of your capabilities... Will make easy work of this Now it was sent in by James Murray Thank you to James for sending it in And just your nightly reminder That you too can hear your question on the show If you send it to fulltime at clyde1.com James wants you to name the six players Who have finished both top goal scorer And top assists In an English Premier League season So there are six players who have been the top scorer But in the same season um, They've been the top assists Can you name them? English Premier League Henri Yes Stephen Any that would jump to Cantona No Harry Kane 
Yes. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll leave it there. Two down, four to get. I've got full confidence in you uh, that you will get them between now and the end of the show. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But again, if you want to hear your question on the show, have a wee think. Send it full time at Clyde1.com. Um, we are anticipating hearing from the Rangers camp, Stephen, and it's going to be interesting because I go back to what I said earlier, what I've said far too many times since. March 2020 There is a health issue here I don't expect Necessarily Gary McAllister Or whoever it is To say Oh yep This guy's got Covid This guy's got Covid This guy's got Covid He doesn't He doesn't It's going to be a bit More coy than that And, and rightly so Understandably so um, But 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 at some point We'll probably have to find out Who is missing for the weekend Oh, We'll find out We'll be able to draw conclusions as soon as the team is named tomorrow night, really. Um, and apart from anything else, it may not be a complete picture yet because you may still exactly, have yeah, other people who may develop or who may be identified as close contacts. Escargo will be looking at their travel arrangements to Ross County. So it's a very, it must be incredibly hard to manage for any football club. And, you know, you sympathise with those who are looking at 10 days isolation. And I go back to mm. the point again. If it hammers home the point about vaccination Then So be it You said it's been quite relaxed earlier Andy It's not just you um, Ange Postacoglu I'm sure was asked about it last week He said you know I'll leave that to the medical people And people can you know t- can take care of that side of things did, did the club have a specific note Of whether you're vaccinated or not Or is it just Yeah Yeah, so, yeah so I There think is a record that's updated. If you've had your first jag uh, You need to notify the, the club doctor right. To keep a record of it If you get your second one mm-hmm. If you're planning on getting your second one uh, yeah, so they'll, they'll but it's, it's, it's important to say as well. Even if you are double vaccinated, you still get it. Yeah, no, of course. But I, th- I think in terms of the contacts, that that's yeah. that's what yeah, people yeah. are looking at. These players have they been deemed as close contacts? Hmm. If the answer is is yes, can are you double vaccinated? Can you pass a a COVID yeah, test? Then that absolutely. that would determine um who would play at the weekend. So is that is that going to be the process that's going on at the moment? Then Stephen, where yeah. they have to identify first of all who's got it. Who's been close to them? The people that have been close to them, are you double jagged? Can you pass a, a COVID test? That's that's what's going on now. 100%, I assume. yeah. That, that's the guidelines according to the JRG. That's what we have to go through and what we have to find out between tomorrow night and Sunday is whether anybody falls into that category. Mm-hmm. PCR or lateral flow? PCR. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't start seriously. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, Rangers... Gary McAllister has now arrived to speak to, to the media in Armenia So we will be minutes away from getting the, the, the very latest update as far as, he can, as far as he can deliver it So stay tuned for that and I'll make sure uh, we keep you right up to speed It clearly is going to be an interesting one People hanging on his every word just to find out what, what we know To even try and join up some of the dots As Stephen says, we, we, it's highly unlikely we're going to get a full picture Because these things do take time we would need to go through that process. Who is a contact? And this, is that still, Stephen, about, as you mentioned, bus manifests? If that's, that's such yeah, a thing from the trip to Dingwall. I mean, the suggestions of Rangers flew to Dingwall on Sunday, for example, eh, Inverness. They took the bus to, to Inverness. I'm not, I've not had that confirmed, but yeah, they have to look at all that. What was the distancing like on it? Were they in close contact with somebody for 15 minutes or more, which was what generally makes somebody a close contact? So the SCAG people have to go through all of that They have to track them all down, identify them Then they have to take the appropriate measures It's uh, it's not quick, it's not easy 
It's certainly not easy uh, Let's bring in Craig Who's a Rangers fan How are you feeling About tomorrow Craig the, the speculation bit We can park to one side We'll hopefully find out more But what we do know Is that list of Gerard, Tavernier, Bassey Wright, Kent, McGregor McLaughlin, Simpson They are all un- unavailable For tomorrow How does that Affect your optimism? Oh, how are we doing guys? Um, well, well To be honest with you It doesn't Make me any less optimistic because I think what it will show um, when the, the squad is announced tomorrow is the strength and depth that we really do have in the squad. I mean, you know, off the top of my head, with those players out, we're still going to have Nathan Patterson. We know he's an able deputy to Tavernier. There's been discussions about fitting them both into the squad. Could he replace Tavernier when he goes? So I've no issue with that. Um, I suspect, you know, Bassey now just means Borna Barisic will come back in. Although, we'll He's not been in you know, scintillating form. Um, he is, for want of a better term, still realistically the number one left back. So, um, in the defensive partnership of Goldson and you know, um, you know, uh, Balogun or Hellander, uh, you know, still be there. So I think we'll be okay. And you know, Matorian goals. You know, I can understand why it'd be a concern to some people, but. For me, you know, I, I've seen him a couple of times when he went to Livingston. He had a couple of really good performances for them. Um, I think, you know, you're not the number three goalkeeper at Rangers if you don't have something about you because it's not like it's an impossible scenario that a number three goalkeeper gets gets a shout. It only takes um, something like this sort of injury to your, your two goalkeepers and that happens. And, um, you know, so, and I think probably, you know, next he, he gives himself a chance to, to go and prove himself. You know, if he... Puts in a good shift tomorrow And then if he does Obviously we'll find out more shortly But if he does then have to play On in, in Sunday in particular If he can somehow Pull out a, a clean sheet Or have a good performance Then he, he does himself You know A lot of favours by doing that So I'm not overly concerned I think we should have enough To beat Alex Kerr What I am keen on though Is I do think It is important to get a, a goal As sort of early on in the game If we can Just to Settle it down a bit Because uh, I think that would give us 2-0 on aggregate And that, that should be Just about enough Because If we're going to be missing Players on Sunday Then you want to have Some sort of rotation Tomorrow So tiredness doesn't creep in either Because these players Are going to have to then Play again Presumably mm. uh, On Sunday Yeah I mean we, We've been some great stories Over the years in Scottish football Of young goalkeepers Coming in and, and taking their chance Stephen We mentioned Alan McGregor earlier David Marshall would be A, a very mm. famous one of course Because um, there, is there not that Cruel stat That did Ross McCrory Not make his debut in goal Before Robbie You don't have to yeah, take the gloves yeah, at, right. at, at, at some point um, So Yeah I mean As we said earlier we're not. He's not 17 yeah. He's not never played a first team game before. There, he's at a level where there should be faith that he can get into a job. The problem is the gloves he's got to fill are huge, and that's what people will be looking at, especially if that does impact Sunday, because that many of the meetings with Celtic last season turned into the Alan McGregor show. Yeah, I mean, if he, if he if he can't go in and do a job, then you would have to ask why he's still there at the age of twenty three. He must have real talent. I mean, Andy will know this better than anybody. I mean, Gary McAllister, I'm just seeing here on Twitter saying you've got youngsters on the B team in. This mm-hmm. is where they prove themselves. What an opportunity is. I remember Callum McGregor's Celtic debut, I think was in Reykjavik, was it? He yep. scored in his debut. And he never looked back from there for Celtic. So, you know, instead of seeing this as some terrible burden and some nervous experience, they have to embrace it. They have to, you know, one of the bigger questions around Celtic and Rangers is first team pathway. This is a fantastic pathway for them now. Take it, embrace it, take the opportunity. Does that is that an added pressure? Two two ways of looking at this. 
Added pressure Because you're going in If he has to on, on Sunday We know he will tomorrow You have to get him Replace Alan McGregor Is that an added pressure Or can you benefit From all the times That he's trained with you And given advice And I was going to say Words of wisdom But I know you've said On the show yeah. many times That he's Maybe <laughs> wisdom's a, An interesting way of putting it Yeah I, I th- Listen at Rangers and Celtic I think there's a lot of pressure uh, I think if you, Any player No matter the age Makes their debut At a big football club There's going to be pressure I just think with the magnitude of the game, I think Stephen's right, he is 23. He has to have a, a certain level of talent to still be at the football club. But the fact that the matter is, he's not really got any big game experience under his belt. But at the same in the same breath, it is a massive yeah. opportunity for him. Like it has been in the past, like you mentioned, for the likes of David Marshall and, and Alan McGregor, who, by the way, both of them went on to have not too bad careers, yeah, I must say. Okay. But Robbie McCrory's got a... Potentially... A summer mm. opportunity ahead of him in the next four days I'm not sure we were ever going to get the the answers The exact clarity that people want from Gary McAllister tonight I think that was always going to be tough so far He has spoken about well, I mean, he's, he's confirmed that Stephen Gerrard is not there But I think we certainly knew that He says Michael Beal is there We are in constant contact with Stephen uh, You know the presentations, the messaging will all be the same He's been impressed with Robbie McCrory from day one of pre-season Says he's a different player uh, from the one that went out on loan And he says he's more More confident More chatty um, That must fill you with a bit of confidence Craig Yeah definitely You know I think um, You know obviously um, It's a blow you know, Having your, your manager in the touchline And things like that But You know Gary McAllister and Michael Beal Are, are more than um, Able deputies And as I say They're in constant they will, As you say They'll be in constant contact And uh, You know Gerard himself Has, has uh, praised You know Michael Beal And that to to the hilt about how he's helped him as a manager so I think in that front we're okay I think what is important uh, especially on Sunday but tomorrow as well because I think if we're all honest here I'm not expecting Alistair to really pepper Ross McCrory with, with chances and shots in the same way that Celtic might if he plays on Sunday so if he does play on Sunday or you know, and, and we will tomorrow then the back line you know, there's experience there and they're going to have mm-hmm. to maybe Help him out a bit and protect him and, and actually show up, you know. So I'm looking at Goldson, I'm looking at Barisic, I'm thinking it's time to, you know, shake off those cobwebs that have been hanging on, you know, lingering for long enough and, and put in a shift now. Um, because not having your, your favourable two keepers there, you know, your McGregor's or your McLaughlin, makes it more important that they have good performances. But, uh, you know, it is about. Players who will get a chance now mm-hmm. um, Grabbing at the scuff of the neck and, and, and see where you go Yeah I mean to be fair though You mentioned the players Craig are already Kind of there and, and established Gary McAllister says When you see the team tomorrow You'll see it can play in most games So that's that team I'd imagine that we Kind of envisaged um, Let me thank Craig and, and bring in Brian quickly and Squeeze one more in Before uh, we take a breather Brian is in Bishop Briggs It's been a bit of a, a, a range on the show tonight Brian, loads of Rangers fans are, are really confident about tomorrow anyway I think we've had one or two Who were a bit more negative How are you feeling? Um, first of all guys, hope you are well I'm just on to say I'm confident Very confident And I actually said to your producer The main reason I called was To actually talk about the call you had on earlier on Jordan I've never met someone so doom and gloom on all my life about this game. I mean, I don't understand why there's any Rangers fan out there that can be sitting nervous about getting the job done tomorrow. I mean, why are we not feeling confident going over here? We've still got a really strong squad. And we're talking about Sunday as well. This is this is me being honest. The only position that I would be concerned about for Sunday is the goalkeeper. But 
you have said you have said it all throughout the show. This is a perfect opportunity for Mercury to come in and prove himself and prove that he can actually he can play well. So I mean, I just don't understand where all the where all the nervousness is coming from, especially for tomorrow, because we've still got great players over there. We've still got our vice captain and everything. So I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean the the caller Brian's referring to Jordan wasn't was doom and gloom about tomorrow as well. But for most people, Andy, is it is it the package deal of Sunday if if it turns out to be the case because. Even even if that team was to play on Sunday, whether you know it's Aribo and Haji, Kamara, Davis, Arfield, yet yes, that would be a good team. But the point is, it's it it would be the same team that played on Thursday and the travel, and then Ryan Kent becomes not an option, and Scott Wright becomes not an option, James Tavernier becomes not an option. If like I say, underline that. Yeah. Um, that that is. That's still not ideal. That's that's miles from ideal for a, a huge game. Yeah, that's where I'm. At. I'm a bit in the balance. I do agree with Brian uh, on on the instance of tomorrow night. Rangers should have more than enough. I think it takes a, a, a just a non-existent performance for Rangers to not go through because I didn't see anything from 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 Alice uh, last week to to suggest that they could potentially put out Rangers. But with a one eye on Sunday, you look at Ryan Kent. He's not in great form, but. There was periods in the season last year where he, he dipped in out of form, but I always felt his best performances came in this fixture. Alan McGregor, we touched on it before. Some of his best moments of the season came mm-hmm. in this fixture. But when you still look at the the, the start of the eleven that could potentially, like like we said, play at the weekend, it's still ex- extremely strong. What interested me was what Gary McAllister said about Robbie McCrory being a different player, a different man. I do remember that sort of quiet kid. I've not seen him obviously over the last two or three years. We all talk about the goalies. Goalies are characters. They're crazy. Let's be honest. He's not really in that bracket where he's the most vocal. He's, you know, he's he's either berating or shouting instructions at his defender, defenders. Maybe after the last couple of loan experiences he's had at first team level at, at, at men's football, that's sort of grown on him. But we touched, I touched on it last year with Celtic and their goalie. If you're not confident in your goalie, that can seep into your back four. I think that's well, we've seen a lot of that with, with Celtic last year. What I think if Robbie McCrory does up playing uh, on Sunday, he will need his experienced defenders in front of him, helping him throughout the game. Well, thank you very much, Brian. It was good to hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Any more on this teaser sent by James Murray? The six players who finished both top goal scorer and most assists in a Premier League season: um, Harry Kane, Thierry Henry, Rene. No, I'm now wondering if this is definitely the same season. I'm just looking at the wording, but anyway, I think you'll get them. David Silva. Nope. He Ronaldo been... No Salah No Van Persie Yes okay so we're halfway there Three down Three to get We'll get them next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday And Stephen McGowan Gary McAllister's been speaking To the media In Armenia Scott Arfield Also um, I gave you most of the stuff from Gary McAllister about just focusing on the game, good experience for players. Um, impressed with Robbie McCrory, thinks he's benefited from his loan. Um, this is an interesting one, perhaps the most significant one. So we eventually get to the the really interesting stuff. Um, he said that a lot of the players have been double vaccinated, and they will work with medical teams and governing bodies over the next few days. So remember, that's part of the equation. The guys who are missing, have they been identified as close contacts? Ha- can they provide a negative test? Are they double vaccinated? If they tick those boxes, they would be free to play against Celtic at the weekend. But only time will tell on that if, one, if, Stephen. If, if they test negative. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it gives it gives hope for Rangers fans that 
there will be two free players who might be available for Sunday, but that's all it is at this stage. There's no certainty, certainly from what we've heard there. Yeah, going to be an interesting couple of days. Um, any more on this teaser I gave you before the break? James Murray says, can you name six players to finish both top scorer and most assists in an English Premier League season? Harry Kane, Robin Van Persie, Thierry Henry. Aguero? No. Yeah, I don't want. Shearer, no? No. Hasselbank? That's the one I didn't think you would get. Jimmy Floyd yeah, Hasselbank. Didn't have him as much of an assister, but there yeah. we go. Uh, only two to get. We will get them soon, I'm sure. Let's bring in Jerry. Um, in Bothell Jerry's a Celtic fan uh, How would you describe yourself Jerry? An optimistic Confident Celtic fan Ahead of tomorrow Or room for um, Room for concern Quite optimistic Quite optimistic I think Maybe one one nothing Tomorrow night Then as I was saying To the, the guy I went through To there um, On Sunday They were seeing The paper today That um, If Rangers Had to cancel again Because of Covid Celtic would get An automatic 3-1 Win And I hope, I hope it doesn't happen and I hope if it does happen that the Celtic board would turn round or the Celtic management and say no we don't want that we want to play the game Luckily for you Jerry, that luckily for you that's not really the case my goodness can you imagine this show if it was um, <laughs> that's not really the case Stephen we've not had any examples of that in the league what we have had is League Cup games early on where the schedule's a bit tighter yeah. they get given the 3-0 yeah. wins as Andy Halliday's team found out because you ended up finishing second um you drew Celtic essentially yep. As yeah, a result because, of um, one of them Was uh, Fourth or couldn't fulfil the tie I, I believe and Against St Mirren 3-0 was handed out And, and so on yep. Yeah basically in the league Jerry if, if a team has 13 fit players Including a goalkeeper It's game on And I mean From what we've heard from Rangers That's not even going to be in mm. question Is it It's going to be uh, oh, Yeah it's nowhere near that the, the, I mean the, even if even I don't know even know Why we need to go near it But even if it wasn't They tend to be rearranged Rather than Yeah yeah a, a yeah, 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 yeah. Um, It's a league so, cup thing yeah. yeah I think that That's fine Jerry. Um I think that's The way it's going to be What about your team then Heading into this game And Sunday How well do you think You're you're placed I think they're playing Very well uh, It's uh, the way Celtic should play Attacking football And Every man up in the Other, man, other team's half it's been a pleasure to watch the last two weeks, the games that I've seen, and uh, I'm really confident if the game goes ahead, and it probably will go ahead, um, Celtic, I'm not going to say they're winning easily, but I think Celtic will win it with one goal. People keep saying, Jerry, and I think it's because it's obvious, it's kind of staring you in the face that this free-flowing attacking football with perhaps m- more attacking intent than, than defensive Will be tested more against Alkmaar away and Rangers away than it has been so far. Are you confident that it can stand up to that test? I am, but we still need our heat back in the centre half. Uh, just as long as the guys gel together and do their job against Rangers. I know it's going to be Ibrox, there's not going to be a Celtic supporter in there, it's all going to be Rangers, and the guys just have to stick together, and that's all we can ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting about the centre-back position Lots of people say Celtic still need another one Stephen, mm. racking my brains I feel like it's the one area where I've not heard many names or have I, Yeah, have I? I think a left centre-back, left-sided centre-back if you, if you remember, Starfield came in He started on the left of the two And then he switched for Stephen Welsh, didn't he? He went to the right He looked uncomfortable on the left-sided Stephen Welsh went, switched positions and to be honest, Starfield still looked a bit uncomfortable. I don't know that he has overwhelmed people so far. So I'd be surprised if we didn't try and bring in, certainly on loan, 
maybe a centre back in the left side, but trying and mm. doing it. Again, are, two are there any things. names in that area that I can't really think no, of? No, really. Many that I mean, there's the thing of Ben Davis, but he ended up at Sheffield sure. United. Um, you know, there's, obviously there's the one or two at Manchester City, but uh, Itakura was a bit. Of, I think Man City were looking for a big loan fee for him. So they've certainly been looking at one or two, but no, you're right, there's a conspicuous absence of, of speculation. Mm. But I, I think, interesting, Jenny's confidence that. The psychology changes a bit with Sunday as well for Celtic because I don't think anybody would necessarily think Celtic were the favourites three or four days ago. Suddenly now, even though Rangers can still put a strong team on, Celtic fans will fancy this. So does that bring pressure? Remind me, Andy, have you only played in game? No, you'd have played with both allocations, yeah. The the the, the bigger yeah. travelling sport and then the smaller uh, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now last season we had no fans. I'm wondering. Give me a brief overview of your own experiences and, and what home advantage does or doesn't feel like. Does it exist? How much does it exist? Yeah, I think a home advantage does exist. Um, I'm certainly of the belief that... The, was it 8,000? Am I right? Around that, yeah. 8,000 capacity yeah. was... Um, it feels more like an old thump tie to me. Even growing up watching it on the telly, uh, it, it just generates more of that rivalry atmosphere. Um, but... What I will say is it'll be a whole lot better than watching it with no fans from last mm. year. Um, and I think that that also ties into it being certainly the most highly anticipated old forum game mm. for at least uh, a season anyway, especially with fans back being being in the stadium and with the, with the tie almost being in the balance and, and, and people trying to predict the outcome seems to be a bit split at the moment. So will this one not feel that different to the ones that we've experienced just prior to last season? Because what have we gone from 700 Celtic fans? Yeah, to, to, to none. Oh, yeah, I I, I don't think there'll be much of a difference. I mean, if you're putting seven hundred Celtic fans in a fifty thousand capacity, or you're putting mm-hmm. seven hundred Rangers fans in a sixty thousand capacity, I don't think, depending on how the games go, you're going to hear them that loud anyway. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting because it's just I feel like maybe it hasn't been mentioned too often. People keep talking, you know, it always comes up at this point in the week. Who are the favourites now? Rangers are the champions, and they're at home. So even if you're impressed with Celtic. And underwhelmed by Rangers Is that enough to make Rangers favourites? Or do Celtic have a claim to that? It's going to come down to the two defences isn't it? I mean for me the the difference of Rangers this season You look back to when they went to Ross County won 4-0 last season They won 4-2 on Sunday And that kind of sums them up They're losing two goals where they wouldn't have lost two goals before Celtic as we referred to earlier Look fragile defensively to me So you you could be looking at a 3-2 um, but I think it is going to be about which defence is the least fragile because I think we, we know both teams have goals in them whether they can keep mm. the door shut at the other end that's going to be the big decider If you asked me two or three days ago I'd still probably put Rangers favourites just on the, the fact that it is home advantage um, I think Celtic have looked great over the last sort of four or five games uh, I think a big test was going to be AZ Altmar last week and tomorrow but of course um, Sunday's going to be another test at that now I, I do believe obviously depending on on what one of these names I've got in front of me are available or not I, I, listen I do think it's going to be in the balance what I will say is I can't see there not being a number mm. of goals in the game thank you that means it's going to be nil-nil thanks for that <laughs> Jerry and Bothwell it was nice to speak to you 01419511025 you probably need to write that one down for tomorrow I uh, don't want to waste your time by squeezing a call in Mikey's got a question on Twitter though uh, one for Andy he says who's a better keeper out of Robbie McCrory or Andy Firth they're both similar ages they're both still at Rangers they both they both must have something about them to still be there. I don't think Andy Firth is um, in the Europa League squad, so that's, that's not yeah. an option. 
But the man's question Not to answer it I mean it's, it's it's difficult Like you said They're both at the club Because they're good goalkeepers They complement the two In front of them really well uh, Andy Fuff's played 45 competitive minutes In fact I don't even think It's as much as that I think it's maybe 30 minute competitive uh, Football at Rangers um, Robbie McCrory's not played any But that being said uh, I think Robbie McCrory's I think the coaching staff At Rangers have had a plan For Robbie McCrory For a number of years now That's why his development's mm-hmm. been Going out on loan to, to potentially be the number one down the line So I think that's why he will Obviously get the nod at the weekend No, no I mean surely normally When a keeper comes in for Rangers, Celtic And the other team It's in a Premier Sports Cup game And they're not going to learn a lot From being in a, a team that wins 5-0 This is, this is a yeah. brilliant opportunity Yeah, lots to look forward to Over the coming days Let's not forget St Johnston Everyone's, everyone's second favourite team I keep calling them up Against Lask tomorrow at home Hopefully they get the job done Aberdeen against Carabag Hopefully they get the job done And then on to a big weekend In the Premiership We've heard all about Midday and Sunday at Ibrox But other big games um, You're up against a, a very I was going to say A very good Dundee United side Certainly a Dundee United side That's got some brilliant results So far this season Yeah they have And I mean if You look at the three games It wasn't a, a favourable schedule To start the season Obviously Rangers Aberdeen And, mm. and uh, Remind me St Johnson <laughs> St Johnson away <laughs> at A team that's I mean, the, the, some of the results they've had over the last 12 months, I don't think we, we have to remind people. But yeah, they, they've done really, really well. We've, uh, we've, we've, we've started to do our analysis on them. We've got a lot of dangerous players. Uh, they, they, they seem very, very solid at the back. A lot more solid than they did last year as well, especially. Um, so yeah, we, we are certainly going to need to be close to our best to get a result, which again, we're looking forward to. Okay, you've got two more then of the six players who've been top scorer and most assists in an English Premier League season. Harry Kane, Robin Van Persie, Jimmy Floyd, Hasselbank, Thierry Henry. Andy Cole Yes that, I was just going to go for my His son played for Motherwell Clue But you've ruined that for me And the last one Robbie Fowler No Michael Owen No Dwight York No Didier Drogba Yes Oh there you go Who's out of fire There was a clue in the, that's You swapped shirts with him didn't you You did, told yeah. us that before But that was going to be my next clue But didn't he do, I, there we You go. say swap shirts He never took mine I took his <laughs> ah, right, Of course yeah It's a bit of a one-sided swap uh, Thank you Stephen McGowan Thank you Andy Halliday and most importantly thank you out there for all your calls your tweets and your company tonight it was a very very busy show and it will be equally maybe even more busy tomorrow so make sure you get involved at 6 o'clock with Gordon DL and Mark Wilson if you missed any of tonight's show remember you can listen again on the Super Scoreboard podcast brought to you by Taggart's Motor Group available on all your usual platforms and Callum Gallagher is up next